this morning, for just a few minutes, we're going to be in the book of Luke, chapter 1. I'm going to bounce around a little bit, but I'm following the storyline of Zechariah and Elizabeth. And I want to speak for just a few minutes on the subject of breaking the silence. Breaking the silence. Turn to Luke chapter 1. We're going to be in verses 18 through 20. We'll skip down to verses 57 through 64 and then finish with verses 76 and 77. And Zacharias said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man. Anybody can associate with that? And my wife is well advanced in years. Don't go there, fellas. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words which will be fulfilled in their own time. Verse 57. Now Elizabeth's full time came for her to be delivered, and she brought forth a son. When her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. So it was on the eighth day that they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him by the name of his father, Zacharias. His mother answered and said, No, he shall be called John. But they said to her, There is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. So they made signs to his father. What would he have him called? And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote, saying, His name is John. And so they all marveled, and immediately his mouth was opened, and his tongue loosed, and he spoke, praising God. Verse 76. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest, for you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins. As we kind of revisit the story of Zechariah and Elizabeth, Zechariah was a priest in the temple of Israel. And Elizabeth, his wife, was also of the lineage of Aaron. That's the lineage that God himself chose for the priest to come from. And the Bible tells us that both Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous, living right before the Lord, following the commandments of God. But Elizabeth was barren. Good people do have bad things happen. Wasn't her fault? She was living before God. She was righteous. Zechariah was a man of God. He was righteous, yet she was barren. And during this time, Zechariah is chosen to burn incense in the holy place. Now, we look at this, and when we read it, we don't understand exactly the surroundings and the setting. But at that time, there were approximately 20,000 priests. And of those 20,000, Zechariah was chosen to minister before the Lord by the burning of incense and bringing prayers on behalf 
of the people of Israel. It was not chance, it was God ordaining it, amen? Uh, and so we, we see that, and it was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for Zechariah. I, I can imagine that he already began to plan and begin to think about what is, am I going to say to God? How am I going to pray? All of these things that begin uh, to come uh, into his mind, and he's there, and it's a big deal. He knows that this is the, maybe the opportunity of a lifetime. And he's there burning incense, which is symbolic of the prayers of the saints and the praises of the people. And, and imagine with me as the censer is filled with the incense and the other two priests help light it, and then they must exit. And there he is, alone presence of God burning incense and the smoke begins to fill the room and we know that many times smoke is a symbol of God's presence and it begins to permeate the building and the smell and God is pleased by the aroma the Bible tells us of his saints who worship and praise him and so we, we see this happening and all of a sudden an angel appears to him and begins to tell him and begins to prophesy about the birth of his son. But as we look at Zechariah, I want us to see something. Before we go into that prophetic voice of the angel, is that there is protocol to enter the king's presence. We don't come just any way before the king. The Bible tells us that we can come boldly before the throne of God. But that is because of the blood of Christ that has been shed for us. It is that blood that makes us uh, be able to enter into the presence of God. And we come, just like we did today, we come with praises and prayer and singing and rejoicing and we enter like heaven enters. Can I tell you that as we sang that song, Now Behold the Lamb, I didn't get a picture of the baby in the manger. I got a picture of heaven as heaven surrounds the throne and it's all about the Lamb of God as people are worshiping Him. You see, there's a protocol to come before the King. As I said a few weeks ago, if you were to go see Queen Elizabeth when she was uh, the queen and living, you couldn't just walk up to her. You had to be introduced. You had to be ushered into her throne room. There was no way you would have been uh, set to the side if you tried to rush in. And many times I think we try to rush in to God's presence. There's a protocol. At that point, the angel comes and appears bringing the message of God. You see, when we come before God in the right manner, in prayer, in sacrifice, in thanksgiving, then God shows up. And He has a word for His people. Uh, because we entered with the protocol of worshiping and honoring our God and coming before Him. And we rolled out the red carpet, so to speak, for His presence to be with us. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. And here, uh, Zechariah is encountered with this angel. And the angel begins to speak. Now, unless you know your history, you won't understand the importance of God speaking. 
I said a few weeks ago that God is always speaking. He's always talking to us. He's always uh, speaking to us through his word. He's always maybe in even a service like this, there may be a tongue and an interpretation. There, there may be a word of wisdom. There may be a word of knowledge. There, there may be a discernment of, of spirits and things that we are encountering. But here for 400 years, silence, period between Malachi and the beginning of the New Testament, no recorded word of God for the people of God. No word from a prophet. We don't know the Holy Spirit speaking anything to people. And there's silence. How many ever prayed and you felt like there was silence in the heavens? But not 400 years. Silence. And when God speaks, it is the prophetic voice of God that comes and says, you will have a son. I've heard your prayer. How many feel like your prayers just went up to heaven and bounced off of a, a ceiling? At times we feel like that, but God hears our prayers. And it is in His timing. It is in His prophetic timeline that He comes and He answers this prayer of Zechariah. God heard His prayer. And here at the altar of incense... I want us to get the significance of the altar. Here at the altar of incense, at the altar God first speaks after 400 years of silence. If you want to hear from God, don't avoid the altar. Hear me. If you want to get the uh, news or a message from God, or if you want to hear uh, how He wants to use you in a design, a uh, plan for your life, don't avoid the altar. God speaks at the altar. Fulfillment of prophecy comes to pass at the altar. The miraculous is spoke about at the altar. And the angel tells Zechariah, I have heard your prayer. It is as if God spoke in Malachi chapter 4 verses 5 and 6 and then silence. And then God begins to speak. And it all leads to the prophetic voice saying that Jesus is coming. Oh, hallelujah. He's coming. And John must first be born. He's the forerunner of Jesus Christ, born some uh, six months before Jesus. And he is the one in the wilderness preparing the way for Jesus to come. But as we look at this, can't we be a John in our day? Declaring, repent, for the kingdom of God has come. Can't we make a path for the Lord? Can't we... Bring the people to know who Jesus is. You see, we can do what John did. Not, not be the forerunner of Christ, for that has already come, but we can fulfill God's plan for our life. We look at this first chapter of Luke. 400 years of silence. And then there's a prophetic voice of the Lord. Not only through Gabriel, but in the first chapter alone. Elizabeth speaks prophetically of the coming of the Christ. Mary, 
speaks prophetically. And then later, even though he had been disobedient at first, Zechariah declares the glory of the coming of the Messiah. You see, when God speaks, it's all about the coming of Jesus. So here's Zechariah in the holy place, burning the incense, praying for the nation of Israel, praying for deliverance from their enemies. How many knows we can be delivered from our enemies? Praying for the Messiah to come. And then the angel says, I, God has heard your prayer. And John will be great in the Lord. Can I tell you that you too can be great in the Lord? Not in your own uh, energy and your own passions, but you can be great in the Lord by the Spirit of God that lives inside of you. He'll be great. He'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. How many knows we can be filled with the Holy Spirit? And He'll be the forerunner of the Messiah. He'll go forth in the power of the Spirit of Elijah. We too can go forth in that power of the Spirit of Elijah and be responsible for turning people back to Jesus Christ. Christ, we can prepare the people for Jesus. Now, what did Zechariah do? He didn't say, amen, I received that. When I pray over you at the end of service lately, I've been, I've been speaking a blessing, and I tell you to say, amen, I receive it. That's not what Zechariah did. He said, I am old, older than dirt. There's no way that I can ask. That's what he's speaking. He's speaking not the truth of the Word of God, but he's, he's speaking what he feels like in his own mind. How many knows that your mind will lie to you, but the Word of God is truth, and it always comes to pass. And so he's speaking, I'm old. My wife's old. She wasn't around. He didn't say amen. He didn't say I'll receive that. He didn't say like Mary did, let it be so. He wasn't convinced by the words of the angel like Joseph was. No, he began to state all the reasons why it was impossible. He was well stricken in years. Anybody ever feel like the years have stricken you? Yeah, sometimes we feel stricken by the years, but... No matter the years that we have encountered and how we have been stricken, the Word of God is still true and it will come to pass. 400 years, God not speaking. And Zechariah says, how am I going to know this will happen? I don't blame God. I'd have been mad. First time God has spoken in 400 years and Zechariah says, there's no way. Impossible. No wonder. He is stricken with muteness. As I walked around the spot this morning, the Lord spoke these words, spiritual muteness. Have the children of God forgot to project their voice and tell people about Jesus? Have they forgotten to tell people how good I have been to them, how I've met their needs, have we experienced spiritual muteness? Well, we need to declare the goodness and the mercy and the power of the living God in our lives. See, Zechariah simply did not believe, and it cost him his voice for nine months. 
but God's word still came to pass. Now, I think those were the longest nine months of Zachariah's life. You may not understand, but as a preacher, if God muted my mouth, I would be most miserable because I have been called to declare the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here's a priest who spoke in disbelief of what God has said that he will do, and he is struck to be mute. He cannot speak. And he had the best news of all to tell people, and he couldn't say a word. You have the best news of all to tell people. Will you speak? Will you say it? Will you declare what God has done in your life? Look at your neighbor and say, break the silence. And here comes baby John. He is born and the people come to help out and they want to call him Zachariah. And I know what that's like. I got a baby boy who's 36 years old and his name is Brian Kevin Roberts II. And I was proud as a peacock when he was born. But Elizabeth said, not so. His name will be John because the angel had foretold it would be John. What did she do? She lined up with the word of God. She said, that is not to be so. This is what God said. And now it's Zachariah's turn. And they come to Zachariah. And he simply writes out on a notepad, if you will. Maybe on his iPad. I don't think he had one. But anyway, he wrote the simple words of his name is John. It's not what he said, but that he lined up with the Word of God. When we come into alignment with God, there is blessing, there is favor, there is anointing that comes into our life when we line up with the Word of God. And here's, here's Zechariah, and he says, his name will be John. It is John. Broke all customs, all traditions, name him John. His tongue was loosed and he began to bless God as we were worshiping I just felt the spirit so strong and I turned my microphone off and I just began to just begin to bless the Lord in my spiritual tongue and I began to worship him and I began to worship God you see when we break the silence the natural thing is that we are to worship God we are to bless him because he is worthy. He is worthy to be honored, to be praised, to be shouted about. So break the silence. Look at your neighbor and say it again. Break the silence. You see, I come this morning to tell someone who might be tempted to not believe the promise of God. It may sound too good to be true. But I challenge you, speak what God has declared in his word. Break the silence. How do I do that, Pastor? Speak the word of God over your situation. Declare it. Decree it over your family, over your children. I don't know why, but I'm seeing a picture of my mom's uh, bathroom. And on that, she used to have, I don't know if it's still there or not, it was a blessing about the chi her children, a blessing written out from the word of God.
decree it over your family. The word of God, bless them. Maybe today, all you need to see the miracle of God happen in your family is to break the silence. Come into alignment with God's word. Declare it, decree it. For when we do, it's supernatural when we begin to speak the word of God. It's supernatural. There is a shift in the spirit realm when we begin to agree with and come into alignment with the word of God. The trajectory of our family, the trajectory of our situation, all of it will change when we break the silence and come into agreement with the word of God. You see, the devil wants you to remain silent because he knows there is power in your tongue. The power of life and death, the scripture tells us, are in the tongue. So don't be tempted to speak death, but speak life. Look at your neighbor and say, speak it. Speak life. Speak healing. Speak blessing. Speak the favor of God. Speak the anointing of God upon the situation. Let there be a, a shift. Speak it over your health. Speak deliverance over your family. Healing. Speak the miraculous even though it seems impossible. Declare the plans, the dreams, the designs of God and speak them out loud. There's power in saying it out loud. Power of the Word of God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Power of the God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches power of the word of God I am healed because of the stripes that Jesus bore upon his back I'm already healed that's the power speak it Lord say it out loud raise your neighbor one more time say break the silence breaking the silence this things are possible. Can I tell you that I'm providing notice to doubters and to the devil that nothing is too difficult. Did you hear me? I'm providing notice to the devil and to any doubter that nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is too difficult for my Lord. No situation too great. Break the silence. The enemy wants you to stay silent, but break it. Speak the goodness, the blessing, and the word of God over your life, over your situation, over your family. Now look what Zechariah did. Verse 76 and 77. He learned a lesson. If you don't have something good to say, don't say anything at all. <laughs> but now what is he doing? He's rehearsing the prophetic message that the angel brought to him. And he begins to declare that he will have a son that will be born and he'll be the forerunner of Jesus Christ. And he begins to repeat the promises back to God see things happen in your life get a hold of this find the promises of God 
write them out, begin to speak them out loud, you will see God move. Because he said, my word will not return void unto me. It will accomplish the purpose 